This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Sacramento Kings uh, will take on the Denver Nuggets tonight. De'Aaron Fox still listed as questionable, uh, but our man Chris Biederman said he was a full participant at shoot-around. Uh, Got to believe that is a good sign uh, for uh, for De'Aaron Fox and the Kings in their hopes of beating the Denver Nuggets for the fourth time. Nuggets haven't played in a couple of days either, I don't no, think. No, right? they hadn't played since Sunday, Sunday either. Uh, maybe they'll be rusty. Hopefully. I don't, I don't know. Probably going to be a little pissed off. because well, lost. If, if well, there's nothing else Mike Malone wants to do, it's to beat the Kings. Yeah. And he hasn't been able to do it all year. He loves And he's, he's going to be pissed. Yeah. They probably had a nine-hour practice uh, leading up to the game. <laughs> he said, we're not losing to the Kings again, God damn it. Um, I, I had some. I have a discussion, some thoughts that I want to have on Keegan Murray. I'm going to hold uh, off on that just a little bit because we do expect Dr. Flo to come up in here uh, pretty soon. It's, I, it's a good idea. Can we talk about just a little NBA thing where my heart kind of stopped last night? Did you see Ann Edwards? Yeah. I said, yeah. yo. I thought the same thing you thought. What? Yep. And I was yep. like frantic searching yep. my Twitter because I saw it this morning. Oh. Saw it this morning, and I just saw that. It was like Ant-Man goes down, prayers up, hope he's okay. Yeah. I was like, yo, did he come back? Did he come back? And then, like, I saw another tweet where it was like, Ant-Man looks fine on that yeah. ankle, and he, like, yeah. dunks on somebody. I was like. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He. Oh, Denzel. <laughs> like, he. Oh. <laughs> the, you, saw, you saw the actual. Yeah. Yeah. That. It, it just. This is. A, it just looks like his foot got stuck. Mm. Like just on the court, and he, mm-hmm. oh yeah, that in the way he went down, oh, I was like, oh no, yeah. no good. So no I, good, I bring no that good. with the Kings, and then he was dunking. I was like, so it was fine. 
I was like, they said it was his ankle. I hope it's not nothing too crazy. But, hey, he might not play on Friday. And then I saw the next tweet where it's like, and man dunks on somebody here in the third quarter. It's like, yeah, oh, and at this point, back. yeah, if, at this point for the Kings, play Friday. Play Friday. Just, <laughs> for KG. Yeah, yeah go get <laughs> Kevin Garnett. Let him play. Um, find Sam Cassell. Do whatever. You, just let everyone Bring play Sam Friday. Mitchell from the NBA them. TV. Get him out there. Latrell I believe Sprewell. that's long-arm long Sam Mitchell? Long-arm Sam, Sam Perkins. Perkins. Yeah. Long-arm Sam Perkins. Yeah, I saw long-arm Sam Perkins there. and I Liar. <laughs> Jesse, what are, we, what are we pulling up here? Big Perk shouting out DeMontis as a bonus. Oh, wait hey. a minute. Wait a minute. Hey. Wait a minute. You know what we're doing man. to go to Big That's Perk. guy. Here we go. Look, we can make a compelling argument for all guys when it comes down to Jokic, when it comes down to SGA. It could come down to Donovan Mitchell, Luka. Luka. Like, all these guys are going to put up historical numbers in today's game. Yeah. Hell, if we want to make a case, why are we not saying anything about Sabonis? Mm. Sabonis right now. That, hold on. Listen, oh, hold on. oh, they're getting a joke yeah, they, yeah. Oh, they're they, getting they, a joke they, off. Oh, look at Zach Lowe. Wipe that stupid look <laughs> off your face. He's, oh, hold on. He's also leading the league in double-doubles. The man is averaging 20. 13 and 8. Briefly, that is, briefly. That just... Better case for Luka Doncic than for Sabonis. I mean, leading the league without Embiid and scoring, and then also giving you almost 9 and 10. That's a triple double, and the reason that's the reason I why. Sinead, their team is ass. Like, what? Like, let's not go to bat for, for Luka at this point. And I like Sinead, but no, let's not do that. They're damn near out of the play in. So, so, what are we talking about? Better case for Luka. That clip is everything that's wrong with the NBA media nationally or whatever. Because Perk is making good points, or whatever, like talking hoop, like ball or whatever, and they're making faces. Like, are you like, what's wrong with you? Like, Perk let, is making sense. Let, let let cut the sound off and let the clip rock again. So we're gonna cut the sound off here, and we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna walk we're gonna walk through some of the video portion of this mm-hmm. uh, for the radio audience because they're talk they're having an MVP conversation, mm-hmm. and you see Shay, uh, Luca. Uh, on the big screen along with uh, Giannis, and it looked like Nikola Jokic. They're having a discussion about Jason Tatum, and and and, and our man Perk uh, with the fresh lineup wants to bring up Sabonis. Now hit pause. The second Zach Lowe's stupid face appears on the screen. As if Kendrick Perkins just said the most ridiculous thing in history <laughs> about the way DeMontis Sabonis is playing. Go ahead, let it rock, because there's two more of these. There is just a, a befuddled Everybody Zach on the panel. Lowe. Just, just at, pause. Now you got Malika just smirking because Kendrick Perkins is trying to make valid points about the way DeMontis Sabonis is playing this year. Let it rock one more time because look at the look on Abumake's face. Pause. Now it's all just a bunch of jokes. It's all jokes when you bring up the way DeMontis Sabonis is playing for mm-hmm. the Sacramento Kings. All right. Because y'all was, y'all was just coddling Nikola Jokic mm-hmm. when he was doing the same thing. Mm-hmm. I, but I, I, I guess you got to average 30 for it to matter. I guess you got to average 28 for it to matter. <laughs> you average a measly 21, it's not enough. Mm. You want to have a conversation about Luka Doncic and the MVP over Jason Tatum? Stop it. Let, let's, over Jason Tatum? Let's be perfectly clear, and this has nothing. Luka is, is an unbelievable talent. The fact that he's even on that graphic. That's what I'm talking about. Like, are, are you out I'm of your about. mind? That's what I'm talking about. Luca has no business. Zach, Malika, Janae. None. All None. of you. He's got no business even being in this discussion. The team is eighth. Yeah, eighth. You, you, don't, you don't win the MVP at eighth. 
y'all pissed and moaned when Russell Westbrook won it at like fourth or fifth right. with, with, with a with a 48-win team and a, and, a, and a triple-double average. Now you want to talk about, oh, y'all want Luka to get that damn MVP so bad. Y'all want Luka to get that MVP so freaking bad. If, if, you, if you're making any argument about Luka, and, and mind you, I can say this because – I'm not making the arguments of owners to be in the MVP, be an MVP. I understand they're seventh. Yeah, he's had a phenomenal season. That's right. But I'm not saying he should yeah. be. But since you want to bring in guys like Luca, and that was Perk's point. Exactly. That was exactly. Perk's point. If we're going to make an argument for Luka Doncic, we need to be able to make an argument for Demontis Sabonis. Yeah, and we don't need oh, your stupid it's looks. It's funny. It's ha ha. Okay. Yeah. All right. That clip was everything we've talked about for the last year and a half. It really was. Absolutely. Good find, Jesse. Yeah. That was a good That's find good right stuff. there. And, 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 and like I find. said, I like all three of them, but they're just they're just flat out wrong. They're wrong. They're, they, 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 got, they got casual tendencies when you talk about the NBA and talk about what's going on. Like I said, Luca has no business, no business being in this discussion. Wipe him off the board. No business. I don't care if they got to fifth. No business. Because Luka had a great game last night. You know who else had a great game? Kyrie Irving had a great game last night. Yeah. So to sit up here and be like, Luka, Luka ain't carrying them. I can make the argument it's Kyrie. Because their fortunes change when Kyrie start doing stuff. Can you turn around and open that door? Because Dr. Oh, yeah. Flo is going to have a hell of a time. Open the safe. Oh, yeah, Dr. Dr. Flo is, yeah, yeah. We, we, we're gonna help you out, Doctor Flo. That's a heavy. That's a heavy door over there. How are you? That's a heavy door over there. Go. What's up, buddy? How you doing? Good. How are you? Good. Good. You can go. Go right over there to your spot. Uh, actually, you wanna. You wanna step out? We can reset. We can come back and we can hang out with Doctor Flo. That was a good find, Jesse. We're gonna talk more about that. Them little smart ass smirks that they got over there on ESPN. Uh, Doctor Flo was with us. We're gonna talk the city of Sacramento here with Dylan Casey. Return on Sacramento Sports Leader ESPN thirteen twenty. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest five G network, from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. 
Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, yeah, we are already deep into this conversation. Yeah. Dr. Flo, Sacramento mayoral candidate, back in the building with us six days before the election. Before we get to Dr. Flo, what were you trying to go to the store and grab again? Just real quick for the radio audience that missed it. Some tricks. Okay. <laughs> it's terrific. No, this, this is what we do when companies here. That was good. Uh, <laughs> this is good. I, no, I was going to say something, but it's going to give the meme again. I don't need that. Well. Lean into the memes. I love tricks. <laughs> Like we're we're not letting any of this go, right? Like this is. Like, I do. Well, good for you. Like I. Mm-hmm. Everyone in the mm-hmm. fam. You know what? We'll, mm-hmm. Sometimes yep. we overshare on this show, Doctor Flo, and this might be a case of this might be a case of oversharing. We've learned a lot today. We we have a very uh, unique unique show. We've covered a lot of ground here, yeah. from blackface to homosexuality and hip hop. It's been a wild hour and 16 minutes, I'll tell you that. With the little yes. with the little kings uh sprinkled in here. Um we're 6 days away from the election. We are. I said now I'm 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 fascinated to find out what your schedule is like, but we were talking about food and where we shop. That's where the, you know, the joke about the cereal came in and um we were talking about how high the cost of living is and I said to you, "Look, you've got to address this. You've got to fix this." Because we're going to get you all the way to the White House. <laughs> and you you had quite the response to that. Yes. Uh, so, you know, I, I recognize the irony of saying this when I was very, you know, initially opposed to running for, for mayor. And they say that you have to ask women seven times to run for office. And I feel like I was asked probably somewhere between 700 and 7,000 times and said no to all but the very last ask, which was my friend Kula and, and her husband Bobby. Um, but I, I like local politics. I like and I, I feel like there's so much attention that is paid to the national um, politic. But the saying is all politics are local. Mm-hmm. And this is the place where we can reach out and touch. Yesterday I was, you know, at Grant High School talking to the seniors mm-hmm. about the importance of voting. Um, you know, I'm I'm able to come to community events when people reach out. I can I can myself respond to emails. Right. Mm-hmm. I can, you know, sit down and have coffee with people. And for an extrovert like me, that's the fulfilling part. Like, I think that you should find a role that gives to you, especially if it takes a lot from you. Mm -hmm. And so I'm really interested in local politics. I'm really interested in being in this arena. I've realized how much fun I'm having on the campaign trail, in part because the pandemic, you know, isolated us each other. And so it's been nice to knock on doors and hear people's stories and meet their pets and just have this like, and and I had this amazing experience near the court two weeks ago where I found this, like the rural part of Sacramento and there was a horse farm on the street that I was knocking. And then there were peacocks and then I, then, you know, there were chickens and then there were the dogs. And it was just like, the, just the beauty of being able to sit down and have conversations with people about their lives and, you know, your congressional reps and your president don't get to do that in the same way. So I really don't think that that speaks to my soul in the same way. And I think there really is an untapped power to local politics. And I I want to be a part of that. 
That, we'll the, get you there. <laughs> what she just said. Regardless me, of what you want. We'll you <laughs> it reminds me of, uh, it may have these places in Sacramento, but like I don't think it's a secret or nothing like that, but in the heart of Compton, you know you can walk around a horse. Mm-hmm. You can ride a horse. Yep. Yep. And there's like, a, I don't know if it's all in Compton, but there's a, you can ride around. <laughs> no worse, like it's John Wayne or something like that, and you would you would never. That's what I associate Compton with. <laughs> Wayne. Yeah, well, they and did you... that show about um, the, was it a movie or was it a show? I admittedly didn't see it, but it had Idris Elba in it, and it was like about the cowboy Philadelphia. And I'm from the harder they fall. Yeah. And I, the harder they fall. No, yeah. was it that one? That, that's the only cowboy movie I, I it know. It was a Idris cowboy, but I thought there was, an, and maybe it wasn't Idris that was in it. Maybe I'm mixing up my westerns, but they're about like urban cowboys in Philly. I don't. I'm. I'm not a movie oh, guy. I, I, but yeah, we got to figure this out. I'm a Google. We got to figure this out. But like you saying, like, hey, I found this spot in Sacramento where they got. Ch-. You yeah. would never know. You know what I mean? Unless you're out there in the. In the no, streets. really, and and most people there had like a half acre to an acre of property, mm. and so there was just all of this outdoor space. And I, you know, I, I wasn't. I, that was not an area, and it was right near a place that I had gone, the courtyard. Mm-hmm. But it was just tucked away, and there was just you hear this like enclave of people living a much more rural life but still within the city limits it was yeah. amazing they are saying is it, it is concrete or, cowboy well, it might be that might be it that sounds right that Idr- it, he, he was in concrete fact idris alba yeah okay in I, philly i missed this one I, yeah yeah because i googled yeah i was really worried about what was gonna <laughs> i googled uh uh what was it? Black Cowboys in Philadelphia. Yes, because uh, you know there's always a, there there's always is. the X-rated version. That, well, you Google, well, so well, you have to be careful. Starring Sean Combs, the true oh, story geez. of Black Cowboys of Philadelphia depicted in Concrete yes. Cowboys. Yes. Well, I guess add this to my watch list. I, I didn't know. Yeah, yeah. I, I haven't watched it. I I just saw like a trailer one time, and I was like, huh. You know, my mom is from Philly, and I never knew that <laughs> there were cowboys in Philly. And then here we have a whole horse farm, and I got to have a nice long conversation with the woman who owns the horse farm. She's 76, um, and she was just talking to me about how she acquired the horses and how her daughter comes by and helps her with them, and mm. they were beautiful. Yeah, that, that tripped me out when I saw that in comp- – like, it's mm-hmm. not even like they're on the side of – they have – the same rights to the yep. the road that you're on, so you could be driving, mm-hmm. and this cowboy's here with his with his horse, and they doing whatever they need to do. Yeah. I was like, what? How come that didn't on? make any John Singleton movies? <laughs> That's a question. You know, poetic justice. The the you know the 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 mail truck pulls up next to a <laughs> next to a horse. It would have been a great cameo. It would have been that tremendous. Been amazing. Absolutely. Like even and those that focus. know would get it. Yeah, they'd be like, mm-hmm. oh, this is what happens. Yeah. Yeah, this is what happens around here. Would yep. you would you say? When you talk about you, you like local politics mm-hmm. as opposed to national politics, which is where we're going to get you, regardless of how you <laughs> feel. Yeah. Um, you know, consent is sexy, guys. You know, I'm just saying, I, I should probably consent to what you want to do in my life. <laughs> you could do it. You could do it. Got hey, there's <clears throat> there were rumors that the previous mayor of Sacramento had sights on bigger picture mm-hmm. yeah so yeah. we'll just keep you from screwing up that's like right he did. That's we'll, we'll, we'll get you we'll get you uh we'll get you running the free world do you feel you, you kind of spoke of why you feel that way but do you feel like you can have more of a impact on the day-to-day people's lives mm-hmm. in the local politics as opposed to national i don't want to sit up here and say that stuff doesn't matter mm-hmm. or anything like that but would you say that would you find that it doesn't affect 
the day-to-day life of the common people the same way local policies and, and local government does. Yeah, I mean, what I said to, you know, the seniors at, at Grant yesterday is that there are about 400 kids in their senior class. Mm-hmm. And I was like, the, you know, the race for county supervisor was decided decided by around 330 votes or so, mm-hmm. right? So you, and that's not to say your vote at the national level doesn't matter, but it is combined with a lot more votes. And so we have not seen, you know, a presidential election decided by 334 votes, right? Mm-hmm. Whereas because we have the Electoral College and there are all these other things in place. But at the local level, your individual vote really matters. Mm-hmm. And you can have conversations with people. You can work directly with them. And I'm public health, so I enjoy the part where yeah. communities get to come together and be a part of their own success, where yeah. they get to be leaders in the decisions that are being made mm-hmm. and get to really influence and, and have esteem as part of like we built this we did this we solved this and that becomes harder to do the higher up you go those decisions are still important Mm -hmm. but they're not they're not as collaborative because you simply can't because you have so many people in your district and you can't work with people in the same way and so I really do believe that you know part of finding your groove is finding a lane that really works for what what pleases you and what what meets you know your particular like love and I love people um that's not just something that you know you say oh, like anybody who knows me well knows I really enjoy people mm-hmm. um I I always say I very rarely met a stranger I call them pre-friends because we're just in the pipeline of becoming you know part of my life yeah. and I and I always learn things and I think I just appreciate the richness that it brings to my life and mm-hmm. so that love of people is what really attracts me to the local politic is being able to actually make a difference in people's lives mm-hmm. and to do it with them. We're six days away from the election. We saw you, I think it was last Thursday, the Black History Month yes. lunch for the Sacramento Kings. Yes. And obviously you're here with us today. I don't imagine like you're going home and grabbing a sandwich and putting your feet up and relaxing the rest of the day. Like what do the next six (laughs) days look like for you leading into the election on Tuesday? Yeah, there are tons of events and tons of door knocking and connecting with voters. So, you know, my team will be um, making you know phone calls tonight and tomorrow to voters to um, connect with them, to answer questions and to make sure people remember to turn in their ballots. We are predicting a historic low in terms of people participating in the election. Part of it is precisely what we just talked about. The attention on national politics Mm -hmm. makes it so that that's what people think is on their ballot. Mm -hmm. And people just don't tend to pay as much attention to what's happening at the local level. So when you see Trump versus Biden and it's a primary, you're like, eh, Right. Um, and I hope that doesn't happen as well in November, but it's it's likely to, you know, to to kind of influence people's motivation to show up. Mm-hmm. So we are trying to uh, make sure people know that on their ballot are some some major decisions that need to be made at the local level about who's going to be representing us, whether that's in the assembly, um, whether that's, you know, in, in your county supervisors races or whether that's mayor and and council members for, you know, the city of Sacramento and some of the other surrounding cities. So that's what we're calling on Wednesday and Thursday to do. And then Saturday, Sunday, and Monday, we are going to be outdoor knocking mm-hmm. <laughs> every single day, rain or shine. Um, when it rains, it you know makes it harder for the volunteers, but lots of people are home. So we get lots of open rates <laughs> when people are home. But we're going to be reminding people again to vote and to participate in this and answering questions. And so that's really what the next like six days are going to be about, that and attending lots of events, um, making sure you know our digital ads are out. So if you're watching Google or uh, or Hulu or, um, or on Instagram or Facebook, hopefully you're seeing 
in our ads um, and just reminding everybody you know to remember to vote. Um, no matter who they're voting for, voting is important because it's your way of being able to decide what happens in the community around you. Dr. Flo, I, I want to ask you a question that maybe you can help answer for people who feel like what I'm about to say. Mm-hmm. I think, and, and I I don't subscribe to this, but I do understand it. Mm-hmm. You know, I can hear people who would say, I'm not voting because, or I'm not that interested in voting because politics is exactly that. It's politics. You're going to tell me what I need to hear to get my vote. Mm-hmm. And then when things actually need to be decided on, you're going to forget what you told me, or you're not going to hold up your end of yep. the bargain. Yep. So whether it's you or this candidate or that candidate, I'm not voting for any of you guys because it's just a game. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Once again, I I think that's I understand that it's more than that, but I understand some people are jaded oh, and it. feel that way. What would you tell them about the voting process and specifically about if you were elected mayor? Yeah. So first I would say I get it. And I have felt very much the same way that sometimes my choices are constrained. Um, And to that, I would say one, if it's in your heart to be able to put yourself out there and be on the ballot, you should, Uh, because the system operates the way it does. Like if we do what we've always done, we'll get what we've always gotten. Um, And the system operates the way it does in part because of the rules that we have around it. Like it is expensive to run for mayor. Um, And I, you know, in my race, I'm not taking corporate money. So that means that I have to call everybody I've ever known in my life and ask them to contribute to my campaign. And that is hard, right? I mean, we don't typically, most of us don't go into sales because we don't love asking people for money. We especially don't want to be in a position where we have to ask all the people we know for money. So that's what makes this hard is that we don't have public financing for campaigns um, and that sort of thing. But I sat down when I first decided to run and wrote out my values, what I was standing for and why I was running. And I wanted to be able to sleep at night knowing I ran a good campaign that represented me and that I didn't sell myself out Mm -hmm. and that I'm really representing people and that I was going to be honest and true to who I am. And so I know that for the people who are getting to know me at first, they're like, all right, we'll see, you know, or I don't know about this. And that's where they are. And I have to accept that I'm going to have to apologize and build bridges that I did not destroy. Mm -hmm. Um, But that is part of the job. And I think Having more people who have the perspective of, I really love this community. I think we can do better. I'm willing to imagine a a future that's different from the one that we have, Mm -hmm. I think is part of what changes the process. But if we sit back and say, ah, that's not for me, then you end up with people who don't have your best interests at heart running and continuing to be in these positions and who aren't going to do things the way that, you know, you would do if you were really rooted in community. And so part of being a people-powered campaign is also accountability. All the people who knocked doors for me and made phone calls for me and contributed to my campaign, and there are thousands of them. I have more contributors than any other person in this race that I'm running for. I have more endorsements than anybody else in this race. I have more volunteers than anybody else in this race. And so all of those people are what tethers me to the ground and won't make me fly away, right? Won't make that tempting, you know, ooh, there's some money over here. Let's change your mind about this. Be as enticing because I am tethered to the community that I want to represent. And so I think it is possible to run in a way that is going to be helpful and I understand people's skepticism and I may not be able to change everyone's minds in the next six days but hopefully over the next four to eight years I will get a chance to change their minds and help to restore trust and part of the reason I'm not taking corporate money is because I want people to see that there are options that are trustworthy and that we can sit down together and make decisions and govern our city without having to sell out. I want to make sure too everyone's completely understanding of what's going on next Tuesday. You 
win the election, you don't become mayor Tuesday. No. Um, if So next Tuesday is the March election. Um, some people refer to it as a primary, but in this case, it's not necessarily. Mm-hmm. If any one of the candidates gets 50% or more of the vote, it's over and we win outright. But nobody takes office until December. If not, then the top two, if nobody crosses that 50 percent threshold, even if you get 48.8 percent, if nobody crosses 50 percent, then the top two go to November and do a runoff. What if it's 49.8? I don't think they round up. I think you have to. Oh, they don't round up. No. They don't believe in math. That's no. a killer. So yeah, so they lied to us in school. So that's that's why it is so important to to vote because you know I we're on a sports show. So here's what I've been saying to everybody: Look, MJ never played to be the AC. You play to win. So people Talk keep about talking it. about what's going to happen in November, and I'm like, you got a birthday in November? I have a birthday in November. Are we doing run to feed the hungry? Because as far as I'm concerned, I. This election ends in March when we win, let's so yeah, yeah. so let's go, let's let's play to win. Like no, I'm not playing to 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 be the runner up. Like I, I'm playing, I'm you know I'm running to win it, to have a winning campaign. Oh, let's get to fifty plus. Yes, yeah, let's get to fifty plus yes. for sure. You you said something that sparked a reminded me of an article I read a couple of days ago about it was about the November election mm-hmm. and you spoke about, you know, Biden versus Trump and that's likely what it's going to be, which is a, probably an entirely different, fascinating conversation to have. But we did the, I'm not going to go vote. Like I hate both of these people. Mm-hmm. We did that. Anybody remember how it ended? Bad. So we went the completely opposite direction the next election. And it seems this one, the November one, no one can get a feel for what exactly is about to happen. Mm-hmm. Is it a repeat of 2016 in terms of turnout, not in terms of yeah. in terms of uh, 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 turnout that we had in 2016 or the one we had in 2020? And the fact that no one can get a feel for that is frightening. I feel like it's closer to 20, 2016. Yeah, it's yeah. It, it's hard to tell in part because, you know, there's a lot of time between now and November. Um, and in the same way that, you know, so I was one of the few people who predicted a Trump presidency in 2016. I know a lot of people didn't believe it was possible, but I said probably in May, like, he's going to win this election, y'all. And everybody was like, no, there's no way. And I was like, I know America, he's going to win this election. And I honestly thought Trump was going to be a two-term president. And I think the only reason he wasn't is because COVID became so bad that people were like, okay, this is no longer, and I don't mean for everybody it was funny, but for a lot of people who were shielded from the impact, they were like, this is no longer funny. Like, people are dying. Our businesses and schools are shut down. We need we need a real adult in the room to be able to handle this. Well, the crazy thing, like people, I know this is not an original thought. Trump in March of 2020 throws on a mask and says, hey, y'all, just rock these for a couple weeks. Mm-hmm. That dude's in office today. Yes, exactly. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm saying. Like, the, the pandemic was the X factor mm-hmm. that I could not have predicted. I said Trump's going to win in 16 and he's going to be a two-term president. Mm-hmm. I did not expect a global pandemic. I expect him to handle it so poorly because even when there were ideological differences – Generally speaking, when it came to thing health, yeah. people kind of rallied around like our, our national like shutting said, down the entire world. <laughs> right. Like, yes, that was going to be a big thing. But then also like usually together and said, like, look, here's what you do to protect yourself. And instead out here telling people to take ivermectin and bleach and all these other things and just behaving in ways that were really reckless while millions of people were dying. Mm-hmm. And so I think for a lot of people, it went from, gee, this is embarrassing to this is unacceptable. And that's what what 20 happened. And I think now we have distance from 2020. And I think now people are going, eh, it's not so bad. So I, I, 
I, I, I really don't know what will happen because, again, you know, we had a global pandemic sneak up on us <laughs> four years ago. So, you know, anything could happen between now and November. But if things continue the way that they are, I am worried that turnout will be low and that Trump's base is a really motivated base and they will show up. And fortunately, because of the Electoral College, they're distributed in the right states mm. to be able to have more influence. That's really the challenge yeah. is and, the Electoral College. And, like, and- and I, I feel a lot of the times, for better or for worse, a lot of these elections nowadays are more so based on whatever group feels motivated to do something, right? right? Like with um, President Obama, mm-hmm. we're like, this is our guy. This is our opportunity. Yep. We will not be denied. Yep. He came out in droves. In 16, I don't think any – I don't, well – Hillary didn't inspire anybody. And there was this kind of divide between Hillary and Bernie. There was the young guys wanted Bernie, mm-hmm. older people wanted Hillary, and there was a divide there, but nobody was really inspired. There was a side that was inspired though, the side that wanted Trump. Then in 2020, there was inspiration to get him out. Now this year, I don't nobody's enamored with President Biden. Um I even even Trump's base in my opinion, it's not as strong as it was. Mhm. And I think all, I, I'm saying all that to say, I think that's what's going to affect the turnout because a lot of the times it's it's a glorified popularity contest. Who can inspire the most people yeah. to come out there and vote for him? And right now, I don't think there's in, any inspiration on either side, really. Well, the good news is, if you're correct, that Biden could just overthrow the government, attempt to overthrow the government, and <laughs> everything will be fine. Everything will be fine. I, I hate that's be, the good news. There'll be no consequences <laughs> no. for it whatsoever. No. So... There's always that. You know, the cynical side of my brain says, yes, there will be, because Biden overthrowing the government would include a lot of people who don't look like the people who tried to overthrow the no. government for Trump. No. And the, we we have a history of It'd not been, applying yeah. equal consequences yeah. for similar yeah. behavior. That would have been the first time the White House was nuked. Right. <laughs> just, just drop a bomb on Pennsylvania. It would be fine. <laughs> and that. Um, so six days. What's the message? The message is, please vote. Um, The message is, you know, find your ballot and turn it in. We have a lot on the ballot. And I forgot to mention, and thanks to whoever said it in the comments, um, that we also have a U.S. Senate race. Um, And I think especially because I'm on this show, we have the ability to elect what would be the only black woman in the Senate. Um, The person who has shown time and time again the courage to do what's right, even when it's not popular. Uh, When, you know, the vote in 2001 to go, you know, to do the um, the Middle East war was taken like she was the Mm. the only singular opposing vote. And we all now know 20 years later that that was the right decision. And so Barbara Lee is amazing and she deserves to have, you know, our support and to be rewarded for, you know, being a consistent voice um, and being someone who, who shows up regularly. Um, I would say, you know, think about the things beyond just president that are on your ballot. There are propositions and measures. Um, one of them is Prop 1, which could change how we spend the millionaire's tax, which is known as the Mental Health Services Act, um, and how we spend those dollars. It's important to, to look and see, you know, how you might feel about that. Locally in Sacramento, the business operations tax is also on the ballot. Um, so people, you know, who may be affected by that may want to think about, like, is this something that we want? Yeah, why are you talking about props? Can I tell people to read that book? Like, props, <laughs> yes. props can be super, super confusing. Like Casey and I are of the belief, obviously we're a bit biased on this. That's why the sports gambling 
props didn't pack because there were like yeah. two of them. It would just turn everybody's they were, brain into a pretzel. Like, they, yeah, they were the really place. confusing to understand. And you couldn't watch a Kings game. You couldn't watch anything, especially on a stream last election cycle, without back-to-back sports gambling props commercials mm-hmm. airing. Yep. And it began, like, what, wait a minute. I didn't even... It took reading and read to figure out which one am I supposed to vote for. Mm-hmm. Yep. And those props can be really, really. You have to know before going. Don't try to read them in the booth. No, no. You got to read that little book that comes yeah, in the yeah. mail so you understand yeah. what's going on. Yeah, yeah. It, it, and 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 unfortunately, Proposition One is like seventy-eight pages. Um, so you know to be able to read it. So it, it's helpful to also look at some of the organizations you trust mm-hmm. uh, and where they fall on it and their digest on it. Um, so I would say, you know, there's a lot on the ballot and not just the mayor's race, although I have a personal invested interest in the Sacramento mayor's race because I am one of the candidates um, and I hope that I am your preferred candidate. And what I would say is, you know, I'm running against people who have been in office while our homelessness numbers went from twenty five hundred to ten thousand. I they are, you know, recycling some of their same talking points about how we need to do more of what has failed we have moved people block to block without identifying where they can go, and it does not solve the problem. It just makes what was a problem for one person now a problem for somebody else and also a problem for the person who got moved um, because they still don't have a place to go. And so we need real solutions. I think we need a public health approach to what to the entire city, which means thinking about the system. What are we trying to achieve? How are we working together to do it? How are we pulling together resources, even if it's not the city's own money, but it's the business community and the nonprofits and the neighborhood associations and the people who live here? Because I say all the time, you know, 30,000 people wake up early to do Run to Feed the Hungry every Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. This is a community of people who care. And if we all know what the goal is, we'll all work together towards that goal. And I think mm-hmm. we can exceed it. And so I am inviting everybody into this because, as I mentioned, I love people and I think that we can govern well together. And I would love to be able to have the opportunity to partner with all of you truly to be able to govern the city, to be able to take advantage of your experience, your lived experience, and also your professional expertise to be able to solve some of the challenges of Sacramento and to have a vision for what the future looks like in this great city because Sacramento is nobody's, you know, second choice. We are not, we are a great city and we deserve to think of ourselves that way, to be governed that way and to be a priority. And that is my priority. You know, either, either way, congratulations. Thank you. On a phenomenal campaign Thank that you. made people think, made people talk. And hopefully this is just the beginning. You know what I mean? But I uh, know either way we're going plus 50. Let's go. Going plus 50. Let's that's, go. That's what we're doing. Yeah. We're also getting requests in the chat for uh, Dr. Flo to have an MVP vote. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we need to have that for we sure. Got, we got questions. We need to have that for sure. Did you ever uh, you get those tickets back or like what's, what's going on? Man? I have not. I'm, I'm, my plan is to go in with some folks to have yeah. some tickets for next year. Um, but I, I I have not gotten tickets yet. I Somebody just... told me. I was talking to somebody and they like got somebody to – Call them back about uh, tickets they were interested in. Two tickets. That's yeah, a pricey. lot of money. I, I regret That's giving mine up because they 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 go up. It's when hard you're to get not, back in. Yeah, yeah, it's hard to get back in. Yeah. Uh, we don't have a lot of time. Do you have any thoughts on uh, Kenny's love for Ronald Reagan? I don't love Kenny. Ronald Reagan. What? what are, what? 
What? what? I, I know why some of the like Latinos who came to the country and other mm-hmm. just immigrants Don't in general who came to the yeah. country, yep. um, while you know under Reagan have a real love for him. So mm-hmm. I, I like I appreciate I, I get the human tendency to like people who do something nice for you. Yeah, there, I guess I'm curious to know your story right. on why there, you like there, Reagan. Don't we are to this man. There's nothing about me that likes Ronald Reagan. No, I. I so, so no. Dilo, why are you telling me that he did? <laughs> no, no, the entire look. No, look at, the, don't listen the to entire, any of these people. The entire chat was witness to the day that he just randomly brought up Ronald Reagan for no reason, leading no, into the Super there Bowl. No, was a reason. I can't remember what it was because I it just, was his inauguration, the day of the Super Bowl. The Niners beating the Dolphins. Anyways. Only one person has ever brought up Ronald Reagan in four years, and it was Kenny. We just and it was on a, a movie. Do you that like I his saw. acting? That's what that seems to be what the chat is maybe, saying. Maybe once again, there's nothing about Ronald Reagan that I like. Not one thing. Okay, all right. Okay, well, because I because I would say like he is responsible for I mean, basically what? dismantling the, oh, the yeah. mental health system in California. Well, he dismantled a lot. Yeah. Okay. I just you know and 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 denying <laughs> the AIDS crisis and allowing it to get worse. I mean you know there's don't Kenny, listen to the media, Kenny, Doctor Flo. Kenny, just say no. Don't even just, don't, just, don't listen to this man. Just say at no all. when it comes to Ronald Reagan. Oh just say no. Doctor Flo, good luck. <laughs> Thank We're going you. fifty plus on Tuesday. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. We'll come back. We'll get this show on track. We'll talk Kings <laughs> basketball. We'll talk Keegan Murray. We do the one case you return here. I'll see you leaving before I get a chance to do that. We're back in here. Uh, shout out Doctor Flo uh, for spending some. Doctor Flo stayed through the commercial break. To do you want to stay and talk Kings basketball? I feel like you don't want to leave. You don't have to leave if you don't want. To. <laughs> if you got some, if you got some Keegan Murray takes, you want to fire off. Please, by, by, by all means, we would be respectful of your time. Here. I I will let you all go because right. I do I do need to get back and I need right. an hours, but I right, appreciate it. I, I mean, I I do have some takes, but no, I'm 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 I'm, 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 I'm due. You know where we're at. Yeah. You know the number. Come you, pull up on us. You 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 you. <laughs> You welcome in here for sure. Yeah, you go ahead and 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 walk Dr. Flo out there as we get ready for the Sacramento Kings, the Denver Nuggets uh, tonight. The Sacramento Kings look to get back on track. Not a lot of movement in the Western Conference last night, except for the fact that the Pelicans moved up to the fifth spot. And I said when the show started, starting to have some feelings about the New Orleans Pelicans. And then we got the stat from Will Z. The the or Will sent us the note about the teams and their records against five, uh, under 500 teams and the Pelicans are the how do I, they're the highest seeded team with the worst win percentage against teams below 500 and this all started of course cuz Will was it actually started with the New York Knicks and the Knicks were 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 something absurd they're like 23 and 2 against teams below 500 which tell you tells you their record against, uh, with, with teams above 500 and we started just looking at this list Sacramento was 15 and 5 and we tracked all the, the losses down to be uh Portland, Detroit, Charlotte and then the other two were Houston mm-hmm. uh and those are the five losses for the Sacramento Kings below 500 teams uh this year but the Pelicans are the ones that confusing they have a win percentage of 0.65 and a 17 and 9 record in their 26 games below against teams below 300. And I was saying, Casey, I'm going to look at the Pelicans a certain way. And you started talking about them yesterday, and I think this is part of the reason why. It's like when it's like those paintings when some oh, there's something hitting in this painting. Oh and man, you, those things used to. I, I couldn't do the same thing as somebody else, or not right away. I but then someone eventually. points it out. Yeah, only thing you can see. Right. And you had it like, how did you not see that? It's right. How did I not see that? It's right there. I felt like that watching a little bit of the Pelicans and the Knicks last night. 
Partly, I think the Knicks are pretty good. I have some questions on that record that 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 uh, Lee threw out there, mm-hmm. but like, hey, like what the, the Pelicans really missing anything? Like they've got a lot of, you know, they got Saship and CJ. You've got you've got Zion. I think Ingram sprained his ankle last night. But we were talking about Ant Man. Turn the game. Yeah, I think I think I think Ingram was a little banged up last night. But you look at that team, like man, they got they got stars. They got potential superstars. You got the ship with CJ. You, you, you got 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 a solid coaching staff. Maybe Casey's right. Maybe this team will kind of start to separate themselves a little bit and firmly become one of those teams that are going to be in the in the top six of the Western Conference. Um, but just not a ton of movement uh, last night. I think the Pelicans play again tonight, if I'm not yeah, mistaken. They play, yeah, they got uh, the Pacers. Yeah. yeah, they got the Pacers tonight. Go Tyrese. Go Tyrese. Uh, day before your birthday. Let's yeah. go, Ty. Let's get it in. Uh, Jesse asked before the show, he threw some notes uh, into the rundown that, that that got me thinking, you know, about the Kings overall here as we head into this crucial stretch of basketball. And this every every game moving forward is going to be a part of a crucial stretch of basketball. Overall, we could talk about inconsistencies of the team or whatever. Overall, how do we feel about Keegan Murray? How do we feel about year two of Keegan Murray 50-some-odd, nearly 60 games into his second season. Overall, feel, feel good. I think he's, he's done. Hit he's done expectations, good. exceeded expectations, or just fine? Just fine. Hmm. I don't think he's exceeded expectations. Well, well, that's why I say it. I'm going to just say I'm, I feel good about him because offensively, I wouldn't say he exceeded expectations, but he has shown so much defensively that I didn't think he was necessarily capable of this year. So being a two-way player, being a true two-way player, um, he's exceeded the expectations on that for me personally. I thought he. I feel like he's exceeded my defensive expectations. Um, he's proven, we saw it the other night, he can be a – he can probably be a little bit more explosive of a scorer mm. than maybe – and we've seen it a couple of times this season. It started in the California Classic, mm-hmm. the prestigious California yes. Classic, yes. Uh, where it was like, oh, okay. Now how much of that is really going to translate? Who knows? Mm. But he's had games this year where it's like, yo, this dude is the re- – this dude could be like the real deal on the offensive end. He has a role on this team, and that's that's difficult for his offensive game on a night-to-night basis in that, you know, you have Domas. Domas isn't going to eat first, but Domas is going to – it might not always be Keegan. It might be Herter. It might be Trey Lyles. It might be Malik Monk. It might be De'Aaron Fox. He's going to find the guy, and that seems to be priority one for Demontis Sabonis is to find the guy. Mm-hmm. De'Aaron is going to do whatever he feels in the moment because De'Aaron knows – De'Aaron knows I'm a I'm a whole I'm a whole vibe right now. I've got I've got mm-hmm. everything under control. Keegan's game is a little bit more of okay, I'm just gonna kinda I'm gonna be where I'm supposed to be. Mm-hmm. And then whatever De'Aaron does, whatever Domas, I'm gonna be there. And Keegan, you know, went nuts the other night. He hit a series of threes in a row. Mm-hmm. I think it was Will Z that tweeted, I don't want anyone other than Keegan Murray shooting the ball the rest of the game. Well, and then the problem with that, I talked about on the handoff, the problem with that after that last three he made was I don't think he touched the ball for another three, four minutes. Mm-hmm. And I think there is uh, everybody involved 
deserves blame for that one. Keegan for not, you know, asking for the basketball. Yeah. And, it, and it was kind but, of, I say that to say it's a microcosm of his season. And we saw that earlier this year. Yeah. He had 33. Was it Miami? He had 33 against. Might have been, yeah. He had a big game against Miami. Uh, that's, that's probably the one you're thinking of. But it's a microcosm of the season. And everybody has a little bit of fault in that. Keegan's got to be a little bit more assertive, mm-hmm. asking you know, or demanding. Can you imagine? Looks. Can you imagine? <laughs> hey, give me the ball. Hey, bro. I'm the hottest dude Look, out here. They, you know, <laughs> Looking at De'Aaron like, hey, I can't. I, I need to see it. One. You know, you know what uh, that would be. Have you ever seen the memes when like I forgot like what the what the reasoning for is, but they show like Obama. And they show him with like a crisp fade with waves, uh, earring, and like tattoos or whatever. <laughs> and they're like, "This would be Obama, you know, being assertive or something like that." That's Keegan. Like if Keegan, <laughs> if Keegan was assertive, you'd have a picture of him with a, a tattoo sleeve. Yeah, he'd have the earring and all this other stuff because yeah. now he didn't just switched up on him. Yeah, but um, he's got to be more assertive in those situations. Keegan showing up to camp with a sleeve is amazing. <laughs> Just the thought of it is amazing. He's got to be more assertive. Mike Brown and that coaching staff, hey, run, run something to make sure he's getting getting the ball in that so, situation. But to I, I'm I'm with you 100. percent But in the situation the other night, the Kings kept scoring. Right? Mm-hmm. I feel like De'Aaron. That's when like the game got close, close. And De'Aaron got aggressive. Mm-hmm. And so I don't have as much fault in that situation as I did the previous one, particularly, too, because I didn't think De'Aaron was settling for anything. Mm-hmm. De'Aaron was like, okay, we're here. And he was to the basket, to the basket, to the basket, to the basket. So I have I, I, I get the sentiment of just give the ball back to Keegan, give, give the ball back to Keegan. But they weren't lost possessions like they were – in the in the previous game, where they just continued to work the ball around the perimeter, and other guys were shooting, except the hottest guy on the floor. Right, right. Not no. You're, you're. I don't disagree with the idea of be more in those moments. Do that. Yeah, and I and I'm looking for. I talked about Coach Brown and all them, you know, running something for him. But I'm also looking at the guys on the court. Keegan didn't hit a couple of threes all net fall away like the last one that he had hit at that moment was like one where he he got a bad pass had to jump up and get it made sure his feet were set behind the line falling back a little bit somebody hit him on the leg he thought he got fouled pure did not touch anything uh, uh, outside of the bottom of the net he was clearly on fire Mm -hmm. at that point Mm -hmm. and I think they got a steal or a turnover or whatever and I'm looking in that moment hey yeah Run some dribble hand, get him the ball. He is on fire right now, and I think that coincided with he didn't shoot the ball again. It felt mm-hmm. like for for three four minutes. So I'm trying to look. He had a he hit a yeah. I think this is about the time. So he hit a three pointer. He hit a three pointer uh, with six thirty one to go. That gave him his twenty six point. He didn't shoot again. Is this correct? So maybe is this one, two minutes and eleven seconds to go? Hmm. I think I'm reading this right. Well, I'll, I'll I'll do you one better. I'll pull up the game here. 
he didn't he he hit the shot. I like I said, I think he hit that three um to 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 get the lead to eight, I believe. And he didn't that was with six thirty one to go. And I don't think he took another shot. It's either if I'm reading this right, until one thirty eight to go or two eleven. Uh no, you were right. And you know how he got it there? A steal. Mm, that's right. Steal in the dunk. Right. Like that, I, it just feels like in that situation that can't happen. Now the Kings were still scoring some points. They got it to within four, or something like that. That was but the I, that was the basket that got it to within four. Was yeah. that Keegan Murray steal and dunk? Is so, that what he ended with? Yeah, I think he ended with that. that. Was it? Yeah, twenty eight. I'm gonna track down. Ooh, man, you're right. Holy cow! I'm tracking. And down. I think the very next, it, that would be even harder to pull up. But right after. That um that last three that he hit, I think they got a steal or something. Six thirty three, he hits a three to make it one oh six to ninety eight, mm-hmm. and De'Aaron uh, pick and roll on the next play. He hit the shot, I believe, huh? De'Aaron hit his uh, shot. De'Aaron hit the shot. Yeah. Um. So to to your to your point, Uh, but again, they they did keep scoring. Like those guys who were shooting, I think on the they scored on the next three or four possessions, I think in a row. De'Aaron Fox spot up jumper, Kevin Herter transition, uh, uh, shot to the basket. De'Aaron short jumper, De'Aaron transition jumper, De'Aaron. Uh, De'Aaron missed that one. He missed the. Uh, he missed. It must have been like the fourth shot after. But your point. Your point of of they didn't get the. Some of them are transition baskets, so mm-hmm. it's a little bit harder. There's not as much. Remember, the Miami was struggling at that point, mm-hmm. so there wasn't as much half court offense in that. And De'Aaron got the ball in those transition plays. De'Aaron, with the exception of one, Herder got it. Mm-hmm. De'Aaron every time was attacking the basket. And like you said earlier, they were making shots. I think yeah. they went the next four or five possessions scoring yep. uh, every time down. So um, it worked out in that respect. But I just I just remember in that moment, I would have been like, yo, let me feed Keegan. Like I said, I think they got a steal or something like that. And they were in a little bit of a transition, a delayed break. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yo, find Keegan, hit him with a cross court, or get a dribble handoff so he can get another shot up right now because this guy's on fire. And – it didn't happen that way. So there was a there was a play. It's one fourteen one oh eight. De'Aaron turns the ball over. He kind of gets stripped. You can see him. Obviously, I don't know. I'm reading into De'Aaron here. He tries to swipe through. You could see him kind of pick his head up a little bit right before the ball gets swiped. Keegan is all by himself mm-hmm. in the opposite corner. Mm-hmm. Just watching this. I've not discussed this with De'Aaron Fox. He's going to the basket knowing, again, there's no one near Keegan. Right. Anyone close to him is closing in on him because he's hit three of his last four shots in the in the key. Right. He's going to Keegan, who's just kicking it Buddy Heald style, or at least the way Buddy Heald <laughs> thinks he was, <laughs> in the corner. <laughs> Shout out, Buddy, man. Are we bringing back the daily Buddy slander of the day? I'm all for it. You have access to this app, right? This, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. let's make sure. Yeah. 
We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.